talking about phanerosis. Phanerosis, the manifestation of gifts, spiritual gifts. Amen. Amen. And the word phanerosis means, it's a Greek word, which means manifestation. Amen. Amen. Or exhibition. You know, you, have, you do exhibition. You know, when you go for these fashion shows, they come and exhibit their the, the designs that they've made and people come and model it. Amen. So the Holy Spirit has gifts and he deposits them in you and I for exhibition. Amen. Yes. You know, the gift, the, the gift can be given to you, but if you are not exhibiting it, it will look as if it is not existing. You get it? So today we are going to talk about how you can make your gift very visible. For people, you know, some of us we have the gift, but we always have in our mind that oh, I don't do this thing that this and that person does, so I don't think I am there yet. But today I came to tell you that God has deposited a gift in you, Amen. and it is up to you to avail yourself, allow yourself for that gift to be able to work. Amen. Amen. Irrespective of how small you think it is. And today we realize that even if it is as small as a mustard seed, God can use it. Amen. amen. Oh, amen. amen. Last two weeks, Reverend Gloria talked to us about make room for the new. Make room for the new. And talked about unity and all that. And last week she talked about that to sustain the manifestation, it must be built on character. And she talked about some of the things that some of us have thing that is only the spirit, the spirit without underpinning it with character and talked about how important it is for us to exhibit that character for others to see. Amen. But today I want to talk about something that I've entitled I'm just going to do it in some very few minutes. Some About 20 minutes I'll be done. Amen. I've entitled it A Little Cloud. A Little Cloud. Amen. Somebody saying, Pastor, what is this little cloud? How has a little cloud, what is the relationship between a little cloud and manifestation. Please, you just wait. Take your time. You will understand. Amen. In the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 4, the Bible says there are diversities of gifts, which means that there are a wide range of gifts that are available. You understand? There are a lot of gifts that the Holy Spirit gives to us that some are in me, some are in you. Once you have been baptized by the Holy Spirit and you've accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, there's a gift. You get it? And today, I will, I will, uh, before I even move on, I will just read some scriptures for you to know that the gifts of the Holy Spirit are not just the ones that you see in First Corinthians chapter 12. You know, that's what some people, oh, me, I'm not, I don't interpret tongues. I don't prophesy. I don't do so. I don't think I have a gift. No. I will read about three different scriptures to let you know where some of the gifts are located. Then you realize that actually there is a gift that God has deposited in you. Amen. And first Corinthians chapter 12 verse 7 also says that the manifestation of the spirit is given for the profit of all. So what it means is that your manifestation, my manifestation brings profit. You get it? And it's for the common good. So what it means is that if I am not manifesting, the church is lacking. If you are not manifesting, your family is lacking. There is something that, you know, sometimes God reveals to us. But because we are so not sensitive to his voice, 
and discernment of spirit is also a gift. You know that. Because you are not very sensitive, we are not able to plug into it. And sometimes you'll be like, oh God, why this, why this? And God will be like, but I gave you the sign. In your dream, you saw it. But because you've been blinded, you, you, it's like the thing did not, and then, you know, all of, for some of us, the only, last week, remember, Gloria made us understand that it's not only the five senses that we have, but let's take that we have five senses. Some of us, the only senses that work are the ones that are physical. Apart from the physical ones like seeing, tasting, touch, and all this, there are no other senses that work. But today, I'm going to tell you that God has deposited a little cloud a little, that if you give it time, you see that it will bring rain. Amen. So you see where I'm going with it. That little cloud that you have, it might look like you are the only one that is, or even you, you are not benefiting from it. As as and now. You yourself, you are not benefiting. It's like, it's little, you know, it's just on you. Nobody is benefiting. But as you exercise it, as you push it, as you allow the Holy Spirit to use you, you see that suddenly it's bringing rain. And suddenly the impact that that thing makes, it's like you cannot do anything about it, but people will be blessed. Once people begin to encounter you, they will be blessed. Amen. But before then, I want to read some scriptures to let you know some of the gifts that are available. So help me. I'll be reading more from the New Living Translation. So Romans chapter 12 from verse 6. One of the things that when you come to church we do is that we read scriptures. So please don't be offended when I'm reading scriptures. Amen. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) I'm just joking, please. Don't take it serious. Romans chapter 12 from verse 6. He says, in his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So one of the things that the gift also helps us to do that, it helps us to do certain things well. Amen. You know, when you go to a job, they will sometimes they will teach that in this job, we use certain applications or certain softwares. So, in your previous job, you might be using that, but here we use this. So, they will teach you so that you can do the job well. And in God's house too, he wants things to be done a certain way. It's not just the flesh at work, but the spirit at work. So, he gives us this gift so that the works of God can be done well. Amen. So, if God has given you the ability to prophesy, so you see that prophecy is a gift, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving, so you see that serving to is a gift. Have you, have you seen it? How many of us are in, the, in, the, in, in, in serving in one way or the other? In, in the church, serving in one way or the other. So, you see that you have a gift. Amen. Hmm. Serve them well. Don't just do some haphazard servants. Serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others. Hey, so encouraging is a gift. You see, sometimes you don't know, but those that encourage, I tell you. When Paul gave his, his life to Christ, and because of the things that he was doing before, the church were not ready to accept him into the fold. But Paul needed one man to encourage him. And that man, you know, you, you might not, that man did not write any book in the New Testament. 
but he encouraged Paul and Paul stayed. So encouraging is a gift. Amen. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. Amen. So he said, present continuous. Be encouraging. Be encouraging. Continue to encourage. Amen. If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take responsibility seriously. Amen. How many of us have leadership responsibilities? Yes, it's a gift. Take that responsibility seriously. I'm just reading scriptures. I think even after reading the scriptures, I don't say much. We, we, can, we can close. Amen. Because it's good. And amen. And if you have a gift of showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Wow. Wow. So this gift that I've mentioned, who does not have any of them? Can I know? If you, you think that all the, the gift of encouraging, the gift of giving, the gift of uh, showing kindness, the gift of leadership, the gift of uh, serving, the gift of prophecy, if you don't have any of these, can I know the person? Wow. So that means we all have gifts. Clap for yourself. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now let's go to First Peter chapter 4. I'm just, I'm just reading some of the gifts. Because we normally tend to think that it's only one side. I'm just reading the gifts. And then we will close. First Peter chapter 4 from verse 10 and 11. He said, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. So God has a variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. Do you have the gift of speaking? then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. So when you go on evangelism and you are speaking to somebody, it's a gift that God has given you and speak as though God is speaking through you. Amen. I'm just reading scriptures. I'm not, if if you say that this thing that you are saying is not true, it's in the Bible. Amen. Do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies. Then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. All glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Now let's get to the famous one that we all know. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I'm just reading the gifts. Then I will just say one or two things about it, then we are done. From verse 6. said, God works in different ways, but it's the same God who does the work in all of us. A spiritual gift is given to each one, each of us, so we can help each other. To one, the spirit gives the ability to give wise, wise advice. You see it? To another, the same spirit gives the message of special knowledge. The same spirit gives great faith to another. And to someone else, to one, to one spirit, to someone else, the one spirit gives the gift of healing. So the gift, you know, you're able to pray for someone 
and the person gets healed. It's a gift. Amen. He gives one person the power to perform miracles. Amen. That one is one of the gifts that you should be you should be yearning for. It's a good one. Amen. And another, the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else ability to discern whether a message is from the Spirit of God or from another spirit. And I think that's one of the things that we need a lot in our time. Ability to discern, to know. You know, there's sometimes you are torn between two good advice, two good decisions. You know, it's not every good thing that is a godly thing. You get it? Yeah. It might be good, but is it godly? So the discernment of spirit will help with that. Amen. Still, another person is given the ability to speak in unknown language. How many of us here can speak in an unknown language? Oh, tongues, tongues, tongues. <laughs> Amen. While another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. It is the one and only spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gifts each person should have. Hallelujah. So we've realized, so if you are if you were listing the gifts, you realize that we have more than ten. A lot. A lot. A lot of gifts. But it is also good that you know you you yearn to get a number of them. So if you are sending, if you are serving, yearn to have a discernment of spirit. You get it? So that you know people will not be using you left, right, center like that. You know, sometimes you'll be able to understand and discern. Even the kind of help that you have to give to someone. Amen. Amen. So today I just want to talk something. How do I make this gift that I have be amplified? How? What can I do to help to amplify these gifts that I have? And I'll do it in the next few minutes. Then we are out of here. The first one that I will say. Anyway, where I took that word, a little cloud, a little cloud. Let me read that scripture to you. First Kings chapter 18. 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 44 to 46. If you can give me the King James on the screen because I, I have no opinion on my phone, if you can help me. And it came to pass at the seventh time that he said, Behold, there arise a little cloud out of the sea like a man's hand. And he said, Go up, say to Ahab, Prepare thy chariot and get the, now that the rain stopped the DSU out not amen and it came to pass in the meanwhile King James English that the heaven was black with clouds and wind and there was a great rain and, her, and Ahab rode and went to Jezreel let's end there so basically the prophet Elijah had prophesied that there was not going to be rain for a very long time. And this same prophet had come back to pray that the rain will come back. And the Bible says that he prayed that he will send the servant. Go and take that you see a sign. The servant will come back. He said no. And as I was reading that scripture, I realized that a lot of us are in that same situation. Some of us have gone for prayer meetings and they will call you say that Come, let's pray for you that you receive the ability to speak in tongues. Everybody be able to speak. You alone, you cannot be able to speak on that day. Has it happened to you before? Or you've seen it happen to somebody before? Yes. 
So the prophet said, the, the, the servant came to tell the prophet, said, I have not seen anything. Or better still, it's not even tongues alone. He said, ah, isn't like everybody here has a gift. It seems like I am giftless. I don't even have anything. Then the prophet prayed, and you have been praying. It's not like you've not been praying. You've been praying, you've been fasting, you've been doing all the things that they say do. But you're not seeing anything. And I'm just telling you that if it happened to Elijah, then your case, you are in a very good company, isn't it? <laughs> Amen. So he, he, he went again a second time, came back to tell, and the man was praying. That's why the Bible tells us that we should be praying without season. You get it? So the, 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 the servant came again. The third time, no sign. The, the, then the, the, Elijah will put his head between his legs and continue to pray. Then do it the fourth. Then do the fifth. Then do it the sixth. The, on the seventh time, the servant comes and says that, you see, I see a little cloud praying for longer. Even if, let's say, every, uh, every time, every attempt it's one hour. So Elijah had been on his feet for seven hours. I'm just giving on his for seven hours. Then he comes to say that, you know what? I see only a little cloud. If you were you and I, probably you'd be discouraged. Oh, after all these things that I've done, if it's only a little cloud that I'm seeing, then let's go home. But when the prophet heard that there was a little cloud, he saw that there was going to be rain. I don't know if you get it. When the prophet realized that there was a little cloud, he realized that there's going to be rain. So that gift that you have that looks like a little cloud, if you, if you give good attention to it, it will, it will turn to rain. Amen. Amen. And you see that now it looks like it because it was only the servant that saw that little cloud. But Elijah told him that go and tell the king. Elijah was very bold. He had feet. He said, go and tell the king that he should start with his uh, chariots and they should be on the move. Because that cloud that I'm seeing, it is an indication that it's going to manifest. And tonight, today, or this afternoon, I came to tell you that that cloud that you're seeing, that little gift that God has given you, if you give attention to it, it will be made manifest for all to see. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So how do we give, how do we make that little cloud that we have to be made manifest? The first one is that, stir it up. Stir it up. Stir it up. There's a song like that, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's a reggae song. Oh. Yes. yes. <laughs> Amen. Second Timothy chapter 1. Second Timothy chapter 1, 6 and 7. Second Timothy chapter 1, 6. You give it to me in New King James. Uh, the King James. Second uh, Timothy chapter 1, 6 and 7. So this is Apostle Paul speaking to his son, Timothy. And he tells him that, Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of hands. Mm. He's also preaching and it's powerful. <laughs> Amen. So the Apostle Paul is telling Timothy that that gift that you, you, you received by the laying out of hands, stir it up. Stir it up. That gift you have, stir it up. Some version says that keep it ablaze. Keep it ablaze. Some versions also say that fan it to flames. Other versions also say that 
Keep it alive. Keep it alive. I want to tell all of us that the gifts that God gives are spiritual in nature. It might look like a physical act that you are doing, but it is spiritual in nature. And for how, how can you stir it up? You stir it up by prayer. You get it? You stir it up by prayer. You stir it up by prayer. Investing a lot of time in praying. Amen. You stir it up by the reading of the, God, the, the word. And you stir it up by allowing the Holy Spirit to speak to you and to direct you. Some of us, we have sort of blocked that channel that the Holy Spirit used to speak to us. So now everything that we hear is our own sense talking. But I came to tell you today that all of us, the Holy Spirit speaks to us. But you see, it looks like because you've not been allowing the Holy Spirit to speak, it looks like that voice is very far. Some of us said, oh, something was telling me that and I did not listen to it. Because the truth of the matter is that when the Holy Spirit speaks, it is up to you to whether to listen or not to listen. That's why the Bible says that the gift of the prophet is subject to the prophet. You determine. Haven't you seen someone, a prophet or a man of God ministry say that, let's end. It's not like, because you are the, you, you are you are the vessel that the thing is flowing through you, and you can decide when it should continue and when it should not. So even as the Holy Spirit is that powerful, the Bible says in the book of Acts chapter 1 verse, he said, and you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. The power comes by we availing ourselves and just allowing the Holy Spirit to do its work in our life. Amen. Amen. And one way that we can do that is through prayer. Jude 20 says that, by you, beloved, building up yourself in what? Your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Yes. Yes. Just as we are able to feed our flesh with potatoes and what? And fish. Or uh, uh, beef and rice or whatever you call it. Our flesh needs prayer. I said our flesh needs what? Our spirit needs what? Our spirit needs what? Yes. Some of us, we eat five times a day. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, and we pray, and we pray once every week. <laughs> and you are suppressing the spirit. You are suppressing the spirit. You are suppressing the spirit. Paul says that the spirit and the flesh are in contention. They are always fighting. And the one that takes preeminence is the one that you give attention to. Oh, yes. That's why anytime you want to fast, the flesh says that I have been ruling all this while. Why do you want to overtake me today? It will not work. So suddenly, you begin to say, that, ah, sometimes you don't even eat till certain times. But on today, today, today that you told yourself, it registered in your mind, registered in your spirit, registered in your flesh, that you are fasting, then all hell breaks loose. Am I speaking to someone? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, anyway, commanding and will be happening very not this week, but the following week. <laughs> Amen. Yes. You have to stir things up. You have to stir things up. You get it. 
One way that you can stir things up are also trying to fellowship with the brethren. It's also a way of stirring things up. You get it? So coming to church is very important. You get it? But you see, what happens is that we are all supposed to be coming with our fires from our houses. So my fire, my fire is already lit. Yours is lit. His is lit. Hers is lit. Then we meet. Then the fire explodes. But some of us, we come with cold water. Because, because we have, we, 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 we are coming from a very cold place. Yes. There is no prayer whatsoever. The whole week. And we come and we pray for this short period here. Then when you go, because you know, have you tried to uh, uh, do a barbecue in winter before? Have you tried? I don't know if you've tried it. That's how some of us, our, our lives are. So we come to get a little fire. But there's so much coldness at where we are. So that it is not able to. And that is the explanation for backsliding. You know, we go back, we go that, we go that, we go that. Sometimes you hear the word, it's like, I surrender. <laughs> you are surrendered. But because the root cause is still coldness, it will not last. That's why some of us, we've been fighting with certain things. It's like, it, it's coming, going, coming. Then some of us, we, 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 we give explanations to why that thing is, you've never been there before. That's why you are, you are saying it's easy to overcome. But I can recommend something to you. Just be in sustained prayer for 21 days. And let's see. If that, that thing that you say you've been striking will be there. Sustained prayer every day. Every day you are praying. Every day you've set a time. Just as you have time for eating morning, afternoon, evening. And even some of us, you take some coffee or tea before you go to sleep. We actually nourish the flesh. We love the flesh. But let's, let's take that to, to the spirit. Amen. Amen. I tell you that all the things that we do in God's house, all the things that we even do when we go on evangelism, all that we are trying to do, we are trying to minister to the spirit of people. You get it? Yeah. So if you are trying to minister to the spirit of people, you must be coming from a strong place. You get it? Yeah. That, that's why this whole, people like debating. It's like, oh, then you go and meet this person from another religion and you'll be debating. And deb- no, 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 no. Sometimes just one word that the Holy Spirit drops in your spirit that you tell that. That would be the end of this whole, when was Jesus born? It, 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 it makes no sense. So that's what you should be yearning for. That's what all of us should be yearning for. Amen. Amen. And I tell you that that little class, like when I, I decided to read all the gifts for us to know, and I realized that all of us already have a gift. There's no one here that doesn't have a gift. At least, even if you don't have one, serving, encouraging. And you see, our gift, we, it's not just in church that we use it, but even we use it in our families. Among our friends, God has brought you within a circle of people that you can influence. That, that cloud can begin to rain upon. But it must start from you. See what Elijah was doing? Elijah was engaged in prayer. He was the prophet that could raise the dead, could do this, call fire to come down. I don't know if any of us have been able to call fire. So far. <laughs> but Elijah still prayed. Yeah, yeah. You, 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 might, you might think that when the disciples received the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter 1 and Acts chapter 2, 
that was the end of prayer. No. They, that was the beginning of entering into different realms of prayer. You get it? Jesus, the son of God. Jesus, the son of God. Mark chapter 1 verse 37 he said, a little while before day, you will try and find a closet and invest prayer. Jesus, the son of God. Amen. Amen. So every morning, Jesus was staring it up. Staring it up. Every morning. He stared it up before he, take, he took a step outside. Some of us, we don't stare anything up. The same old spirit that we had the night before. Sometimes we don't even stare it up. So in our dreams, the enemy torments us in our dreams. They wake up. Even for, before we wake up, even forgotten the dream that we had. Sometimes even the dream we are supposed to pray about, we don't remember. Then we wake up. Sometimes we wake up tired. Because the enemy has filled day with our lives. But I came to encourage you to stare it up. Stare it up. Amen. Tell the person sitting there to you, stare it up. Stare it up. Amen. Let me be quick. Let me be quick. Let me be quick. Because of time. The next one is that take it. Cherish it. Cherish it. Cherish it. That gift that you have. That gift that you have. It might not be what I have or what someone has, but cherish it. First Peter chapter 4 verse 11. The same scripture that we just read, First Peter chapter 4, verse 11. Are you being blessed? If anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God. No, give me the New Living Translation. Yeah. The New Living, yeah. Do you have the gifts of speaking? Then speak as though God himself was speaking to you. You know, one of the reasons why we are not able to even, we are not bold and apply faith in the gifts that we have in that, we think that it is us that is doing it. You get it? Yeah. So if my friend calls you that, he says that, oh, I'm sick, da, 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 da. You say, okay, okay. So have you gone to the hospital? Da, 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 da. You are even afraid to pray at the end of the call. Because you know that when you pray, nothing will happen. But I came to tell you that do it as if God is what? Speaking through you. Amen. Amen. Cherish it. That small thing, that serving that you are doing, cherish it. That encouraging. You know, it's like all your friends, everybody has issues, they come to you. It's like you are the go-to person that they're able to come to you. And when you speak to them, the person said, thank you. You've blessed me. Thank you very much. I don't know what I could have done without you. Cherish that gift. You get it? Yeah. yeah. That's, it looks like you are able to discern small. It's like in your house, they tell your mom, oh, I feel like we should not do this, we should not do that. Then your mom li- listens to you, then suddenly what you said happened to, came to pass. Cherish it. We, most of us like big things. We want the, the thing to start like, boom. Yeah. You know, you are a singer, you sing in the choir. You don't cherish it, that's why. You know, you, because every time you have access to YouTube, you are blessed to have YouTube, that you're able to see people sing, and when they sing, people fall under the anointing. Say, oh, every time I sing, I don't see anything. Cherish what you have. Yeah, yeah. You get it? Cherish it. Cherish it. And don't be intimidated by anyone. Paul 2 Timothy, 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 12. That, that let no one put you down because you are young. And that young could also be because you have a gift that has not matured. 
You understand? Yes. Mm. The third one, because of our time, take it seriously. Take it seriously. Take it seriously. Work on it. Take it seriously. How many books have you read on that gift that you think you have? You sing. You evangelize. You have a chapel that you run. You are in the media. You do this. You do that. What have you learned in addition to what you know? Some of us, the only thing we know is what we know. That's why you are not improving. <laughs> do you understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah. I, I, I listened to one man and the man said that everything that is in your, everything that you do, there is a chance for you to improve upon it. And he blessed me so much. So when I began to list the things in my life that I'm involved in, what are you doing? Maybe you're a student. You know, some of us, it comes naturally as a student because we give uh, references for us. Referenceless, so naturally. But even in, let's say, marriage, you can also improve upon it by reading. Or you don't understand. Yeah, like you are a singer, you can watch people. And when you are watching, the eye that you are watching should not be the same eye that I'm not a singer is watching with. You understand? You watch it with a particular eye that I am learning. Yeah. You can actually watch, like today, you can actually be part and you can watch it with a particular eye. Yeah. Some of us, we watch it. We don't even think, oh, this, what is it? The first question she always asks is, what can I learn from this? 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 Then it, it makes you become very serious. And some of us, it's literal. Oh, okay. How, what, 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 what happened? Oh, it was very normal. It was very normal. You did not learn anything. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So I just came to tell you that today, everything that you are into, you're a mother, you can learn more. There are a lot of books on becoming a parent. You, you, are, you, are, you, are, you are a teacher. You can even improve upon your teaching. You know, everything that you are into, you can improve, you can build up. There are people that, by the grace of God, they've gone a little higher. That you can pick one or two from. You get it? So I said, Pastor, me too, I can, I can, I can learn. I'm learning from Reverend Chris. And also, I'm also reading books. You, you, you understand? Just to be a little bit, you know, that little cloud I have, I want, to, I want to cause rain out of it. You get it? So all of us, all of us, we can take it very seriously. You can take it very seriously. Yeah, you can take it very seriously. And when you take it seriously, everybody will know. Because you're profiting. You're profiting. Like, the profits that will come, it will be made manifest for everybody to show. Paul told Timothy, he said, give yourself only to these things, that your profiting will be made manifest. Yeah. Some, when, when the fruit begins to, when, mango can never hide that the fruits are, you know, when the fruit begins to come. The mango tree cannot hide it, because it's there. But if it's not there, mango can say, oh, the soil I'm on is no good, it has not been raining. You, can, you see, we can all give excuses, though. We can all. Yeah, but take it serious. That gift take his seal. It will be made manifest. It will be made manifest. Amen. Amen. And the last one is that run with it. Run with it. Run with it. Run with it. When Elijah heard that there is a little cloud, he began to run with it. He told, he said, he told his servant, go and tell the, the, the Kenahab that he should take his child. Me, I'm running. And the Bible makes us understand that he was running in such a way that he was even running more than the chariots. Hey! How possible? Because he was running with a purpose. Paul said that I forget everything. And I what? I set my eye on the target and I'm running. 
The other day, Paul said that everybody that runs, runs for a target. Run that you may achieve. You get it? Yeah. Everything that you, God has given you, that is a blessing to God's church. That is a blessing to your family. That is a blessing to your friends. You run with it. You can ask anybody that is making impact in his or her field and tell you that that person is running with it. And that person, even up to now, is a student of, of his field. Anyone that is not doing anything and is not making any impact thinks that he's a professor in his field. That's, that's, the, that's the truth. Those that are making impact and are doing a lot are running with it. They are serious. They are, they are, they are, they are, they are determined. They are going for it. The Elijah's and the Paul's of this world. And those that are not doing much too, they feel so proud. They think they know everything. When the pastor comes to stand, oh, when he does this, this is what he's doing. You are not running with it. Yeah. Anytime you come to church, open your mind. Clean slate. Even if the pastor's joke, you know about it, still stick the out today. I have to get something. Do you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> and you'll be blessed. That's how you'll be able to get. There are a lot of things that I could have said, but these are some of the things that you can be able to do to cause that little cloud that God has given to you to be able to make manifest. God bless you. Let's be on our feet.